the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Sing about that first Noel. The first Noel the angels did sing was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep noel 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 born is the king of israel they looked up and saw a star shining Noel, Noel, 
Matthew 2, 1 through 11 says this. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king? King of the Jews, we saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After, his, after this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Sing, O little town of Bethlehem. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee rise above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight for Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above while mortals sleep and dangers keep their watch of wandering love oh morning stars together Proclaim the holy birth And praises ring to God our King And peace to men on earth How silently, how silently The wondrous gift is given So God imparts to the blessings of his heaven no ear may hear his coming but in this world of sin the dear Christ where meek souls will receive him still the dear Christ enters in O holy child of Bethlehem, 
descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born to in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Let's sing that first verse. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Away in a manger, no lay down his sweet head the stars in the sky look down where he lay the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay the cattle are lowing the baby No crying he makes I love thee Lord Jesus Look down from the sky And stay by my cradle Till morning is nigh Be near me Lord Jesus I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me I pray bless all the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live with Now, obviously, the crux of the Christmas story is the birth of Jesus. And we celebrate that and we sing songs about it. However, ultimately, what we're celebrating at Christmas is the baby who grows up and rescues us. Rescues us. And as we read these next few passages, continue to rejoice in the baby Jesus, but also rejoice in the entirety of his life that Jesus led. And what that means for us, not just at Christmas, but year-round. Galatians 4, verses 4 to 7. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. 
And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Romans 5, 6 through 8. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Hebrews 12, 1-3 Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides, beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't grow weary and give up. I want us to sing this song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, and it's one of my favorite Christmas carols. My father was a pastor, and my wife's dad was a pastor, and we were talking this week about how our dads, every Christmas Eve service, would play this song. It's meaningful, it's powerful, and it celebrates the victory that God has won through the life of of Jesus. Let's sing this song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, the old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, good will. Men. I thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, good will to men. And in despair I bowed my head there is no peace on earth I said the hate is strong the rough <laughs> sounds beautiful then pealed the bells more loud and deep God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. 
of peace on earth, good will to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolve from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, good will to men. Can we sing those last two verses again? Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. Till ringing, singing on its way. The world revolve from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, good will to men. Christmas carols have a billion chords in them, but they're still beautiful. The words are incredible. Thanks for singing along with me. Hey, over the last couple weeks as a church we've been going through this Advent devotional and I want to read the excerpt from today and just share a couple thoughts of it before we move into a time of communion. It says this, today many of us will celebrate Jesus' birth with our families, friends, or faith communities. Many of us will make our ways to church despite the rain and the sleet and the snow and the blizzard that's going to hit tomorrow. We'll help kids get into nativity costumes and watch them bring the Christmas story to life. We'll greet one another with Merry Christmas. We'll listen to choirs with soloists who sometimes play the wrong chords and sing the wrong words, but who bless us with songs of the Savior. We'll hear the full reading of Jesus' arrival in Luke 2 like we've already done this morning. We'll think about Mary's commitment to carry Jesus in her body and support him with her blood. We'll picture Mary and Joseph delivering away from home, wrapped Jesus, wrapping Jesus in swaddling clothes, will be reminded yet again of his humble birth, born in the mess, in the mire, and the muck of life, the lowly coming for the lowly. We'll hear of those shepherds out in the fields, terrified by the arrival of the angels, but comforted by the heavenly tunes. Like them, we'll be amazed at Jesus, glorifying and praising God for this gift of God, who will learn what it's like to be human. Whether this is your first Christmas Eve or your 90th, can you marvel at the miracle of Jesus' birth? I know I get caught up in Christmas sometimes and I forget what's happening. I forget to marvel. I forget to pause and breathe in the miracle of Jesus coming to earth. His birth means God is coming closer than God has ever come before. God came close in the Exodus. In a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, God came close to Moses, speaking to him from a blazing bush. God came close to Elijah, brushing by him on the misty mountaintop. But today, God comes as a baby, in flesh and bone, in breath and touch, offering new depth of relationship, human to human. God shows us more pointedly what God has wanted all along to dwell with us and within us. 
In 2 Samuel 7, we read the story where David's trying to build a home for God that is ornate, clean, and established. But in the night, God visits the prophet Nathan. And he says, go tell David this, don't build me a temple. I haven't lived in a temple since I brought you out of Egypt. And all that traveling, did I ever ask you to build a temple? In your coming and your going, David, I have been with you wherever you've gone. Like David, we may be tempted to feel like we can only access and experience God in those four walls within a church. But God isn't interested in our stained glass windows, our freshly polished pews, our fine arts center. God inhabits Mary's body for nine months. God is then dependent on her and Joseph's tenderness, touch, and care. So perhaps our message this Christmas is this. God does not want to be chiseled into our churches. God wants to be cuddled and cradled. God wants to get as close as God can get. God wants to be with you wherever you go, in flesh and bone, in breath and touch, human to human. Like I mentioned early, earlier, we celebrate Jesus' birth here at Christmas. But we do so because of who Jesus is and what Jesus did for us. And hopefully you grabbed a communion pack on your way in. We're going to celebrate in a moment. If you didn't, just raise your hand or raise your candle and one of our hosts would be glad to get you one of those. But as we take communion in a few moments, let's allow Jesus to come close, just like we were reading about in that devotional. God coming as close to humanity as possible. That's what the Christmas story is all about. He's not some far-off, uninvolved deity or being. No, he's the light of the world. He stepped down into the darkness and the chaos of a broken and sinful world. Maybe you've experienced and lived in the light of Jesus, in the joy. And, and as we share communion today, you're grateful, you're celebrating, you're peaceful, you're glad, you're overjoyed. And that's wonderful. But I also acknowledge that there may be those here at this Christmas season, in this room, or watching online, that you're finding it difficult to feel gladness and celebration and peace and love and joy. The complexities and the burdens of the world are weighing you down and you're finding it difficult to celebrate. The beauty of the Christmas story is that Jesus didn't just come for those who feel joyful and content in life. He came for the hurting, for the lost, the broken, for the needy, for the frustrated, the overwhelmed, and his whole mission is to be close to you and to me, to our world, so that we would be able to experience the fullness and joy despite our circumstances. This is what John 1, 1 through 5 says, in the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the, in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I love that line. His life brought light to everyone. His life brought light to everyone. There's not a limitation. 
There's not a restriction on who is allowed to experience the light of Jesus. It's for each and every one of us. The circumstances of Jesus' birth and and his life were not ideal either. We can sometimes overlook and glamorize the birth, but it took place in a stable for animals to a poor and, and very young couple living under a brutal regime. There was a pervading darkness, yet Jesus stepped out of the glory of his Father's presence so that he could be close to us and bring us true and everlasting life that's only found in him. He wants to be close to our brokenness so that he can restore and redeem us. And he even invites us to partner with him. This is what it says in Matthew 5, 14 to 16. It says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So if you will, take your communion pack. Let's listen to the words that Paul writes recording the events of that Last Supper and rejoice in the birth of our Savior, the one who desires to be close to us, who invites us into his light and into his purpose, regardless where we find ourselves this season. This is what he wrote. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Would you take that bread? In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's take part of the juice. You might think it's kind of strange to be celebrating communion, the Last Supper, which precedes the crucifixion on Christmas. But that's what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about the life of Jesus that begins during this Christmas season, where we celebrate the birth that leads to the life that leads to the death that ultimately does not lead to death, but leads to everlasting and greater life. Would you stand with me? I'm going to pray. We're going to sing a few songs to end our time this morning. Jesus, thank you for your birth. Thank you for your Christmas season that we celebrate your life beginning and and the life that you led, Jesus, that you invite us into, that you invite us to partner with you in the mission of being light to all. God, we celebrate you from life in the manger to death on the cross to the resurrection in the tomb to the everlasting life. God, we celebrate you and we thank you. Father, I pray for those in the, mor- in the room this morning or online who are in a season of, of joy and celebration and contentment and happiness. God, I, I celebrate alongside those people and I pray that as, as the Christmas season rolls along, Lord, that that would deepen and would grow. But Father, I also 
pray for and stand with those in the room this morning that are broken, that are finding it difficult to enter into the joy of the Christmas season. Father, I pray that there would be a remembrance that you are the God who comes close to us. Whether it's under the, the, the thumb of a, an empire or whether it's under the stress of a job or the brokenness of a family relationship, the uncertainty of a future God, whatever it is, you are the God who comes close to us, to partner with us, to do life with us, to lead us and guide us in your way. And God, thank you that you do that. Thank you for the humility that you showed us coming to earth, stepping out of the presence of the Father to enter into the darkness of this world so that you would be close to us. God, we celebrate that good news. We celebrate your life. And we say thank you. We love you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. I think it's important. We, we can leave those lights off for a few more minutes. We're not, we're not quite done yet. We've got a couple more songs. Is everybody okay if we have a couple more songs? You good with that? All right. That's all right. We're going to sing a few songs to end our time this morning. I think we need light setting number three, if I'm not mistaken. Let's sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold Him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hailed incarnate deity. For please a man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King. Hail the heaven-born, hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all He brings. Risen with healing in His wings, mild He lays His glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king.
come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold Him, born the King of angels, O song and I'm not sure if my little buddy Micaiah is here my son Micaiah are you in here hey Micaiah do you want to come up here with me come on up here we're going to sing one more song this morning called joy to the world and all week we've been singing joy to the world in our house Micaiah do you want to hold this mic and sing joy to the world with daddy with all of us all right, come sit beside me. Whether the mic is turned on or not, I'm not sure, but it doesn't need to be, and that's okay. We can sing together. You ready? Yeah. Joy to the world. No, high five. All right, here we go. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men. 
sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sin and sorrow grow. No thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. Far as, far as the curse is found, He rules the world with truth and grace, and makes the nations prove the. of His love and wonders of His love and wonders wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders wonders of Amen. Well, hey, thank you for joining us on this Christmas Eve carols and communions. Thanks, Micaiah, for singing with me. Let me just give you a couple things to remind, remind you on your way out this morning as you go to celebrate, hopefully with family or friends. Obviously, tonight there is no empowered youth. We also have no prayer until January 14th. Uh, there is something really important to be reminded of. If you are one of our partners here at Restoration Church, we have a mail-in ballot that we have, uh, just a couple things that we need you to uh, vote on. And so if you could, you should have received something in the mail. It's about purchasing a copier and it's about the downtown property uh, and just some business for that. So if you could make sure you vote and get that dropped off at the office or sent in, that would be awesome. And then just a couple things. We are back next Sunday, December 31st, for our regular 10 o'clock service. And then January 6th and 7th, we have Lynn and Holly Lapka, who are back again to uh, spend some time with us. And on that note, from my family to yours, from the board and on behalf of Pastor Tom and the Brantner family, uh, we want to say Merry Christmas to you and yours. We hope you have a wonderful time wherever you are going this weekend. Stay safe with the blizzard and all of the joy that comes along with that. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Merry Christmas and God bless.